Hey there, I'm Tony Ann, and I have an overwhelming passion to help moms navigate motherhood without the overwhelm. I went from struggling with motherhood and losing my identity to being productive and living out my version of being a happy mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, I interview real moms and experts to help you navigate raising children, self-care, time management, and so much more. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me inside the Real Happy Mom podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. And today I have a really awesome guest. I have Dorit, who is going to be sharing with us some ways that we can better understand our cycle so that we can actually live a really awesome life without feeling like our cycle is a curse. Now, Dorit is a registered holistic nutritionist, cycle thinking expert, and a fertility mentor. Through her work in her podcast, she is empowering women to embrace their menstrual cycles as a framework to create flow in their homes, align their energy, and ditch the millennia-old story that women are designed to struggle, burn out, and sacrifice their health, relationships, and careers if they want to have it all. Now, in this episode, like I said, we are talking about our menstrual cycles. And the reason why I wanted to have Dorit on on this particular episode is because I have been practicing living a more in tune life with my cycle. And this came as a result of me just being sick and tired of being on birth control because it all began back when I was a teenager and I had severely bad cramps. Like it was almost debilitating. I remember laying on the floor like all day, like it was bad, bad, bad. And I honestly just thought I was supposed to suffer for a week because not only was my cycles really painful, my periods were very heavy and I was miserable. And I honestly thought we were all designed to just suffer like this. And when I brought it up to my doctors, they were like, oh yeah, pretty much the only way you can control it is if you get on birth control. So that was one of the main reasons why I did get on birth control was to control my cycles more so that it wasn't so painful. And yes, getting on birth control did help with making my cycles less painful, but it still didn't make the pain go away. And I almost felt like, I was like a zombie at some points because I was like, I didn't feel like my body was being able to do what it was naturally supposed to do. So I finally got to a point where I was like, I don't want to be on any medications. I want to be completely off birth control. I don't want to have to deal with that. And I want to naturally, you know, just be in alignment with my cycle. So I stopped doing the birth control and it was pretty scary, but I must tell you that now I don't have these ridiculously painful periods anymore. Now I can pinpoint when I'm going through different stages in my cycle and when it's time for me to scale back and to rest, which is the key thing that I'm learning is I need to take more time to rest and when I need to go all in and just stay up all night and, you know, do all the things. So it's really been a learning experience for me, but I feel like in order to get to that place, you need to understand the basics. And that's why I brought my guests on today. She is going to be sharing with us the different stages of our cycle, what happens during these different stages and how we can eat certain foods to support us during these different stages. Now, If you're ready to get to the point where you can get in control of your cycle, you don't have to have these painful periods or acne or PMS, whatever it is that you're suffering with when it comes to having your menstrual cycle, this is the episode you need to start with. So let's go ahead and jump on into this week's episode. 
All right. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Yes, I have been looking forward to this because this is actually a topic we haven't really gone into pretty much for, I think, the entire time we've had the the podcast. So I'm excited to have an episode finally to talk about our menstrual cycles. So thank Mm -hmm. you so much for coming on and chatting with me about this. And before we get into our topic for today, I just wanted you to share a little bit about you and what you do. Yes, thank you, Tony Ann. Um, so my name is Dorit Palvanov. I am a mom. I, I have three daughters. I'm a wife, uh, and I am also a business owner. My husband and I we own a web web agency where we help clients to, to succeed online. Um, and my other kind of like piece where, you know, this work about women and understanding female bodies, that's, um, I call it my passion project, but really it started for me when I hit complete rock, rock bottom in my, you know, in my own life. Um, I was completely burnt out. I was exhausted. I was overweight. Um, that was when I was, 33 years old. So it was about four years ago, uh, three kids. And I just felt like life has been completely sucked out of me and I just couldn't understand it. And now what's interesting is I come from a family of mostly women. So I thought, okay, that I'm just going to ask and, you know, surely, you know, they will help me to cope with this because I mean, for sure, it's not just my problem. It's not, not only hard for me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I went to my mom. I went to my grandmothers. I went to my mother-in-law. I went to, other, you know, my aunties and all the women in my community. And everybody was suffering. Everybody was suffering, Tony Ann. But the problem was that they were suffering in silence. And the, the, the I guess the, the message that I received was that, Suffering is normal and it's acceptable and you should just, you know, shut up and continue because that's how it is. And there was just something in me that could not live with this answer or with these answers because I believe in God and I believe that God would never set us up for such trajectory of just, you know, not unhappiness. I mean, how in the world can I raise emotionally sound children when I'm a complete emotional wreck? How on earth am I supposed to cultivate this beautiful, exceptional marriage when night after night, I am choosing Netflix over sex and intimacy? And so that was my complete rock bottom. And I realized that, you know what, maybe the answers are not you know, in the women in my community, but I know that there are women out there who know the answer. And so that started a quest for me. Um, I started a podcast and I started inviting women who, you know, who wrote books and who have dedicated their lives to finding the, the, the secret sauce or the, you know, the ingredients to, to, to thrive as a woman, not just to survive. And that's how I started learning about the female body and the female hormonal influx. And that I was just blown away, blown away 
by the simplicity of this whole, you know, framework. And I realized that this is so great. And why don't more women know that as women, we are cyclical beings and there is a cycle for everything and there is a season for everything. Why don't, why didn't I know that? Why didn't my mom know? Um, and the, the thing is when we don't know the, these things, we begin to, um, you know, just waste our, our human potential for, for really, for really not good reasons. I feel like it's, it's a massive human potential that is just lost because we are, are, aren't educated and aren't trained to understand ourselves. And the problem is that it's not just us who suffer. Our children suffer. Our partners are suffer. Our work in the world is being affected by it. And so that's, that's who I am. That's my work in the world. I am actually a professional storyteller. I'm a copywriter. And that piece of understanding female bodies and female hormonal influxes, is, it's a huge add-on to my service um, as I mostly work with women. Awesome. I love everything that you were just talking about. And I love how you're saying that you were just blown away by the simplicity of things when it comes to understanding our bodies and um, our cyclical being, as you described it. Because I will tell you, I grew up having the worst cramps ever. Like I know a lot of women talk about having like back pain and stuff. Like my pain would go down my legs. Like it was the craziest thing ever. And I literally feel like I was paralyzed and couldn't move. So it was really, really bad. And I always felt like it was a curse being a woman because we had to deal with these things. But I started reading a book called In the Flow, which is something I'll definitely make sure to link in the show notes. And I know you're familiar with In the Flow, but I got to see how our cycles can be actually our superpower as women and I just wanted you to share like what are some of the things that we need to understand about our bodies um, to begin to actually unlock this superpower that we have yes so one of the things and thank you for bringing up uh, Alisa Viti because she was definitely one of those you know of these women who I reached out to and who helped me immensely in my journey through her books and through her um, you know Facebook lives and all the education that she was putting out there in the world. So the thing that we need to understand like I said earlier there is a season for everything right if you think about um, you know the four seasons of of of, of the world and all the, the there there is you know, there are four distinct seasons and the world changes in, in accordance with these seasons, right? So I realized that as women, we also have four seasons. And I mean, like there is a little bit of like a spiritual aspect to it as well, because as women, we are, you know, I mean, we all know about Mother Earth and, you know, as the nurturer and as the, you know, the one who provides nutrients. And so, Seasons are actually, it's a very feminine energy that happen in the world and we are all affected by it, right? So the seasons, the moon and the sun and all the beautiful synergy that happens between them. And, and that is also true with each and every woman, individual woman that is born, actually individual female, I should say individual female that is born in the world. And I love this so much because that is the one thing that is common and, and, and like the common denominator between all females. We are all born with a menstrual cycle. 
whether it is healthy or unhealthy, that's a conversation for a different podcast. But the, the truth is that we are so different, right? Our character is different. Our personality is different. Our thoughts and beliefs and our culture, like all of those things are, they could vary. But the fact that we all share this monthly experience it's something that is common to all of us. And so one thing that we need to understand, and I think we have to start, we have to begin have a changing our mindset from, like you said, right? It's, it's not a curse. It is a blessing in disguise. Because when you understand that there is a season for everything, there's also time for everything, energetically speaking. Um, there is a time, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this as we, you know, as we kind of like unpack and, and peel off the onion layers, but really important as women to understand that the, the world, especially the modern world we live in, is really designed for men. Because, like, let's just take an example, the nine to five. And I think Elisa Vitti talks about that in her book, too. You think about the nine to five workday, okay? It is designed for a man to succeed energetically. Again, I'm, I'm bringing this back to energy. Because the, the male hormonal system, it... Um, it responds to the sun. So when I talk about male hormonal system, of course, men have many different hormones, but the one hormone we all are familiar with and is associated with males is testosterone. Now, what's interesting with testosterone it, it is that it responds to the sun and to the ups and downs of the sun. So when the sun is up, testosterone starts to rise in the body. When testosterone starts to wean down, sorry, when the sun starts to wean down, the testosterone starts to wean down as well. And now, isn't it interesting that this happens around nine to five? <laughs> and so this has been created to allow men to be more successful at, let's say, the workplace, right? So sun goes up and it's at its peak around nine o'clock in the morning. The, you know, the male is up and running and they're ready to go. And around uh, four, five-ish, sun is starting to wane down. That's when men usually have their energy kind of like being at, at beginning to, you know, to drop. And that's when, you know, the work day, the, the traditional work day is over. Now, what happens with women when we try to fit into the nine to five? And that's, by the way, actually one of the biggest reason whether it is consciously or unconsciously, where so many women are leaving corporate, it's because we are understanding that this just doesn't work, especially when we are becoming moms, right? Because you're realizing that, oh my gosh, my energy is just like, it's, it's so low all the time, right? We are re understanding the value of time. We're under starting to understand the value of energy. And what happens is we become, um, we, we start creating boundaries. And sometimes it is out of like 
really like in my case, for example, that was like after I ate hitting rock bottom, I realized that no, like I cannot continue like this anymore. I need to have downtime. I need to have quiet. I need nobody to talk to me. I need nobody to ask me stuff. And I deserve to go away. And I retreat and I deserve to retreat and leave my family just for a couple of days. Uh, e- even if it means that I'm in my home, but I just close the door and I just, I'm, I'm alone in my bedroom, right? So it's almost like it was like a reclamation of time for me, a reclamation of, of my value and my worthiness. Um, and so that is what I want all women to understand that there is a season for everything. And I want you to understand about your body that you are not you don't, you are not a less hairy man. You are a female. And as a female, we have a cyclical um, nature of actually the female body responds not to the sun as much as it responds to the moon. And isn't it interesting that the moon is on a cycle of 29 and a half days. It's so similar to the menstrual cycle, right? To the average menstrual cycle. And so just there, I, I was like, I was blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. What am I doing trying to pretend that I can be in my life just like my husband can? It it just didn't work for me, right? And it started for me, actually, it started for me in the kitchen. It started with food for me because my husband could eat whatever the heck he wanted and he would be the same, (laughs) But I had to be careful with the gluten. I had to be careful with alcohol. I had to be careful with so many things, right? Even when I started, for example, you know, I wanted to um, continue with green shakes. Like I really wanted to stick to this habit of green shakes every day, every day. And so I would start and I would be really, really strong. And then I would like, oh my gosh, I just don't feel like it. Right. And right away, the first thought that I that crossed my mind was, what's wrong with you? Like, why can't you just stick to things? And that's so wrong because I didn't understand that as a woman, my energy and my hormones are changing all the time and there and it affects my cravings. So and I know we're going to talk about food today, but I just want us, all of us, all women to understand especially to me, what's the, you know, what's dear and near to my heart is women who are raising daughters. It's time for us to understand and really embrace the fact that we are different and being different doesn't mean being that we are inferior. No, we're just different. So let's stop comparing ourselves to men and let's stop pretending like we can do what they do and just give ourselves the permission to just be different. And, and, and really celebrate that. Absolutely. I agree with everything that you're saying. The whole time I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because in the book, yes, one of the things that blew my mind in the book, In the Flow, is how she was explaining the difference between a man and a woman. And just like how you said, you know, the the world and everything is kind of set up for men. And a lot of studies, like especially like um, scientific studies about, um, you know, food and, and certain things, um, it's all like based off of men. Like all the majority of the studies are on men, not on women. And I was just like, man, like, you know, everything's kind of been rigged (laughs) for the man to win. And so I I really love how yours just explaining how we just need to understand that we're different. 
And we have these different seasons or stages. And and that's the thing that I wanted you to help us unpack is to talk about, you know, the different state or different cycles or stages of the cycles that we have. And then um, break down what is happening in each one. So um, you can give us an overview of the four and then we can just start breaking down each one of them. Yes, let's do that. So like I said, there are four seasons. So I... I like to correlate those seasons with the seasons of, you know, of the weather. So let's start with um, the follicular phase. Follicular phase is um, correlated, if you think about it energetically, it is, it feels like spring because um, it is like, oh, before I go, I get into that. I want everybody to, I want to introduce you guys to a practice that is called MCA. And that is, it stands for menstrual cycle awareness. So every single woman must begin to practice MCA. And what it is, it's super simple. Again, remember, it's super simple. It's just to start tracking your cycle. So day one of your cycle, it would be the first day of menstruation of heavy bleed. And then all the way to the next one. Okay, so day one is the first day of your of your um, menstruation and so the follicular phase it roughly begins around day six and so what happens to to the female hormonal system is that progesterone starts to wean down and estrogen is starting to pick back up now the important thing to understand is that we are as we are traveling around the cycle the energy that we are talking about is we are talking about the difference between menstruation, which is the, the, the blood. This is where, when we are shedding the menstrual lining. And, and that is going to be exactly, if you think about a circle and the menstruation is going to be at the very bottom of the circle, right? So like, let's talk about, like, let's correlate it to the clock. So that's 6 p.m. 12 a.m. is going to be ovulation, Okay. So ovulation stands exactly um, parallel to, uh, to the menstrual time. And what that means is that energetically, they're so different. Menstruation is when you are the most in your feminine energy. And ovulation is when you are actually the most at your masculine energy, right? That's the energy of go, go, go. Of That's the energy of... Um, putting in effort and creation and, and really uh, bringing your vision into the world, okay? And the follicular phase, as, as well as the luteal phase, these are the transitional phases in between menstruation and ovulation. Now, this is important because the spring and the fall are also the transitional um, seasons between summer and winter. Okay, so the spring is going to be um, that it has the energy of emergence. You know, when things, when the flowers and the and everything that is alive is just starting to kind of like budge, right, and and emerge from a deep, deep, deep sleep. Energetically, that means that all of a sudden you are beginning, like if, for example, as a mom, all of a sudden you have this desire to spend more time with the kids and with the husband and maybe start, you know, cook a meal and like to just like be more with people. 
Um, and that's slowly, slowly starting to build up all the way to ovulation. But what's happening hormonally, again, super simple, is that estrogen is slowly, slowly, slowly starting to pick back up until it reaches its peak in ovulation. Okay, so the body doesn't work in like, it doesn't just shoot estrogen in one time, it slowly builds up. And that's actually it's great because it gives us the space and it helps us to pace ourselves energetically. So we reach ovulation. And again, ovulation is the summertime. That is full bloom. And if you think about it biologically, ovulation is when your body is primed for conception. And another thing I want to say about that is that we as a society, I feel like we've been conditioned that menstruation right? The, the bleed is actually the main event of this whole cycle. But it's so wrong because actually the, 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 the cycle culminates. It, it, it kind of like closes and rounds up with the menstruation. But the star of the cycle is ovulation. I mean, if you think about it, the whole point of menstruation is to get you pregnant, right? So that is the energy of ovulation. Energetically, I mean, I'm just thinking about myself. That is a time when my body just is, it, it, it produces these in like, um, like hormones to help my, my partner to like, just be so attractive to me. And I have, and I barely have to try and do anything. Right. But it just, that's the energy when you might feel like you want to like put your hair down or put some you know, really nice earrings and put some makeup on. And maybe you have that feeling of like dressing a little bit more feminine. And that's, that happens when you start understanding and you're like, oh, oh, that's what's happening, right? Um, and it's all, all normal, by the way. That is the time when your husband's socks on the floor are not going to bother you as much. That's when you have the energy to, you know, to a, to work for like, I don't know, how ever long you, you, you want to work and go pick up the kids and, you know, maybe throw in a, um, a load of laundry here and there and cook the meal. Like you, we just have the energy for that. And so what I would like us women to do is we, I would like for us to use that energy and, 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 and set our life in alignment with these energy changes as opposed to constantly feeling like we're pushing this humongous boulder, you know, up the, up the mountain, because that's how life feels for a lot of women, right? Especially moms. It feel life feels hard. Life feels uninspiring. Life feels just like you just have to suck it up and continue. Um, but it doesn't, it just doesn't. Right. And in many cases, yes, this means that we have to ask for help, which is a huge, huge challenge for women, especially, you know, in the in the Western world, because we are taught to believe that we are supposed to do it all all by ourselves. And that's another thing I want us women to understand is that it is a lie. It is a lie. It is not true. It takes a village to raise a child, but it also takes a village to raise a woman and a mother. And so we have to, you know, if we don't get that from, you know, if this is not built in, in quotes, uh, into our lifestyle, then we have to take action and to create that village and that system of support for ourselves. Um, so 
and, and that is important, especially for the luteal phase, which Tony, I know this is where you are at right now. And actually me yes. too. <laughs> we are both, we are both in the luteal phase. Um, so this support system that, by the way, we don't create that support system when we are low in energy. We obviously um, use the energy of the follicular and the ovulatory phase to kind of slowly set this up. So what this means is, for example, you know, uh, realizing that, and I realized that actually after COVID, that I hate, despise, I just cannot stand driving my kids to school every day. That takes an hour of my time every single day. I just cannot stand that. I think that's a, such a waste of my, of my energy and time. And so I realized that, okay, what can I do? Again, because I've already reclaimed my, my worth, right? My worth for, to, to just like, to ask for help. I reclaim that. Now it's about being resourceful and figuring out how, who can help me. Maybe it's my mother-in-law. I actually, um, I have a 20-year-old sister who my husband and I, we've hired her to drive the kids back home. And again, I could not ever, I wouldn't be able to do it, let's say even three years ago, because I was so stuck in believing that I have to do it all. Like, I just have to like figure it out. I, I just have to do it all by myself, right? Because we are conditioned that, well, our moms did it, our grandmothers did it. Yes, it's true. Now look at them. Do you want to be them? I don't want to be them. <laughs> Almost every single woman in my community, in my family, once, you know, menopause hit, it's a disaster. Everybody's suffering. So, and why does it happen? It's because we haven't been taking care of ourselves throughout this whole time. And so now we're basically screwed because our adrenals, our adrenals are sapped. Our ovaries are also exhausted. Our, our body isn't producing any, you know, any more progesterone and we're screwed. And again, we are conditioned to believe that this is normal. So what that means, again, we're coming back to the beginning, Tony. And like you said, I felt like you felt like you were cursed as a woman. And that's, mm -hmm. a, a, that's a, um, the experience that many, many women have, whether it is conscious or unconscious, but it is just the truth. And I didn't want to live like that. Right. So I decided that, okay, I'm going to enroll my, my family members into my health mission. So I'm going to have the conversations with my husband. I'm going to have the conversations with my kids. I'm going to hire whoever I need to hire during the times when energetically I'm low. Um, you know, I'm going to ask my mother for help. I'm going to ask my mother-in-law for help. I'm going to even ask my neighbors, anybody, anybody who can help. I'm going to say yes. Okay, and it's a big process. And I, I realized that it takes time to create our village. But right now, where I am in my life is I can, by six o'clock in the evening, when I am already reaching my menstrual time, I can close the door and know that everything is taken care of. And I can give myself that break that we are so craving, right? We're just talking about how we, we both are so ready for the weekend. So, so that's how it works. So that's, you know, ovulation is, is the time when we have so much energy, but there is this illusion that this energy, we can have it all the time, right? That we can inv be invincible all the time because what happens is, and it happens 
Tony Ann, it happens in a day. And for sure, surely, you know, you have that experience too. From the way I say, talk about it is that the change, the switch between ovulation to um, the, the luteal phase, it feels almost like you're changing overnight from being a Mary Poppins into Corella DeVille. And it happens just, you know, in, in, in an instant. All of a sudden, you just like, whew, like you just lose it. The energy drops and you just like, the kid's high peach is driving you crazy. You don't want to engage with it with anybody. You don't want to engage with the husband. You don't want to engage with the world. I don't want to have, you know, sales calls. Like, I just don't want to. By the way, this is why I never schedule my interviews for, you know, uh, like the late luteal phase and menstruation, because I know that I'm not going to do, my, I'm not going to give my best. Also, what happens in that switch is our brain, actually the, the left and right hemispheres slightly separate. So what that means is that we lose our um, communicative skills, abilities, and we dive deeper into ourselves. So even spiritually, this is a practice that every single woman, you know, if we pay attention, we can benefit so much because that's the time when we can be more reflective. This is the time when we can really like look into our life. It's like we're getting this bird's eye view on our life. What's working? What isn't working? And that's the energy we need, right? It's a great time to maybe be a part of a circle of women where you are only in communion with, with somebody who gets you, right? There's such a difference between talking to a man about this stuff and a woman. It's almost like for me, even to my husband, I feel like I constantly have to prove myself. I constantly have to like give him data and, 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 and just like back it up with like science. Whereas with a woman, right, you and I, we can just like, do you know that feeling when you just like, when you just wish, you know, that, that moment from that movie, how is it called? The robot, uh, the robot movie where they get the baby and the baby starts to cry and they have this little like volume switch and they just like put it all the way low to not hear the baby cry. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, like when I'm in my luteal face, that's what I want. I want just everybody to shut up, be quiet and leave me alone. And when I say that to a woman, you get me, right? Because mm -hmm. you feel that too. And so that is a great time to be in the luteal phase. It's a great time to be in connection with other women, to just share our experiences. Yes, there is value in commiserating. Yes, there is value in, in, in complaining. Um, not, you know, all the time, but, but just give yourself that space to, to, to share. Okay. So the energy of the luteal phase, it's, it's the, the energy of, like I said, it's Corella de Ville. <laughs> we kind of like lose touch with our uh, masculine side and we slightly begin to shift into the, the feminine energy. And in order to do that smoothly, we need space. We need space when we need time and we need to be able to breathe. And so if our life is constantly, you know, go, 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 and there are so many things we're juggling all at once, it's just not going to happen, right? So again, the part of reclamation is saying, no, I'm, I'm worthy, like I'm worth this and I need this for myself and I need this 
for our marriage to be good. I need this for my parenting to be amazing. I need this to be able to produce the level of, you know, the quality of, of work that I want to produce. So the luteal phase, it's the time when, so again, like I said, in, in terms of seasons, that's the fall. That's when, you know, you get stormy inside of your body. Yes, you might get cramps, PMS, pain, all of those things. Again, they're typical, but they are not normal. And in order for us to heal from these, you know, from this pain, like you said, you said you had pain shooting all the way down to your legs. If we don't have the space to take care of ourselves, then what we do very often, and especially in this culture, we are conditioned and we are actually encouraged to take the pills, right? Pop the Advil, pop the, you know, the, the Tylenol, just ignore the pain. Just, I don't have time to, to be in pain right now, right? Um, take the flu shot, like do ignore it. Ignore, pretend like it's not there. I don't have time to take care of myself. And so that kind of outlook, that kind of, um, mindset, that kind of behavior and habits, they have a cost. And the cost is, and ladies listening, it's very clear. The cost is our health. We live in a time when it, 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 is, the, it is just an epidemic of how many women are suffering in their health, in their bodies. And, and this is not the way it's supposed to be. And the only way I believe for us to shift that and to change that is that if we start living our life cyclically and we start organizing our life in alignment with our cycle and we start creating that support system for ourselves and be in connection with women so that we can learn from one another so that we can really thrive and not just survive as, as, as females. Hey there, I wanted to make sure that we took a quick pause so that I can let you know about a masterclass that I will be teaching here very, very soon. It is Tired as a Mother, Four Steps for Self-Care for Busy Moms, and it's happening on January 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, if you join me on this live event on January 22nd, you can have a chance to win some really nice prizes. And if you like coffee, Starbucks, Amazon, those kind of things, your girl's giving away some gift cards. So make sure you join me live. And on this masterclass, I'll be teaching about self-care, what it is, why you need it, and how to implement it. Because let's just be honest, it seems like there is so much to do, very little time, and definitely it seems like there's never enough time to do things for us. But let me tell you something, mom, you got to do some things for yourself and you definitely have to take care of yourself. So let me show you how you can do it and do it easily without taking up too much time too. Join me in the masterclass, like I said, January 22nd, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and go to realhappymom.com slash tired to get registered for this event so that you make sure that you get the notifications that you need so that you are there live. Because like I said, I'm giving away some prizes and at the end, I'll be introducing a new course that I have available for you. So go to realhappymom.com slash tired. Again, that's realhappymom.com slash tired. Now let's go ahead and jump back into this week's episode. So that is a quick overview of the cycle. I think we all know what happens in menstruation. That's when we shed and that's when our energy is at the lowest. This is our winter. Um, and yeah, let me know if you have any other <laughs> points. Yes. You want to 
Yes, yes. No, this was good. So I just wanted to kind of recap. So I know when you first started talking, we talked about the follicular phase and you're saying that is when we feel more like spring if we're comparing it to seasons. And so you gave us some different things um, during that time and as well as the other stages as far as like ovulation feeling like the summer and then um, the luteal phase being like fall. So now that we kind of got in the seasons and the different stages and things like that, I wanted you to touch a little bit more on the food aspect because that is one thing that has been really key for me was um, the food and rest are the two big things that once I started you know, really paying attention to that, then I don't have to pop the Advil for my cramps. Then I don't have PMS. And then, you know, I'm not having, you know, breakouts um, right before my cycle and things like that, because I'm paying attention now more to my cycle. And I'm starting to know, okay, like, okay, if I'm starting to feel this way, then that means I may be deficient in this. So I need to eat more of this particular food. Um, and, and the app that I have has been really helpful in directing me on which things to, to really... Um, um, consume more of so that I can keep everything in balance. So I just wanted you to touch a little bit on that because I know a lot of times our cravings sometimes get in the way and some of those cravings can sometimes lead us into more damage. So I just wanted you to help us out with that. Yes. So that's actually, again, it's super simple. If you understand the cycles, <coughs> excuse me, and you understand the cyclicality and you understand the seasons of the cycle, right? And how they're changing, then food it only makes sense that it would be like that. And the interesting thing is that, yes, cravings and um, having um, your body already kind of like intuitively desiring certain foods, provided you already have taught yourself to like certain foods, and I'm going to explain what, what, why, why I say that and what I mean, then it's, it's really going to be super easy. So let's start with, actually, I want to start with menstruation. When you menstruate, Tony Ann, what kind of foods do you naturally crave? Naturally crave sweets and salty, crunchy stuff. So, <laughs> yes, yes. So when I ask women this question, I often hear burgers, pizza, um, <laughs> chocolate. Um, so that is actually... In terms of like the cravings, that's exactly normal that this should happen because when we ovulate, what happens is the body would crave comfort, right? So energetically, we want peace. We want quiet, right? So we crave all the foods that give, bring us comfort. Now, if you've been, if, if your relationship with food is not the greatest, then that, that would mean that you would crave things that are junkier. And again, no judgment, <laughs> I've been there too, but that is the reason why it happens. Now, this doesn't mean, again, this doesn't mean that this is normal or healthy. No, I, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to take it back. It means it's normal. It's just that it's not healthy. So when we menstruate, actually, the body needs replenishment of minerals. One of the biggest reasons why women crave chocolate during the menstrual time is because we are being depleted off of iron and magnesium. And isn't it interesting that chocolate is really high in magnesium? So in menstruation, you want to be loading your body. And really, again, this is like self-care 102. You want to be loading the body with foods that are high in their mineral content. Well, 
Now, what foods are high in mineral content? Anything that is cooked for a long time. Bone broths, soups, chilies, that, that sort, sort of thing. The body usually, especially in the winter time, wouldn't crave cold foods. Although somebody did mention, I, I crave ice cream. But that's, again, that's only because your body craves comfort. It doesn't necessarily craves the, the sugar of, in, the, in the ice cream. It just wants to feel comforted. So instead, start practicing with eating foods that are high in their mineral content, such as, like I said, bone broth, soups, chilies, um, and then slowly start paying attention. Do you have the cravings still for, you know, sweets and, and cakes and cookies and ice cream and that type of thing? And you will see it will take about, usually it takes about three cycles for the body to fully reset until you feel a difference. So give yourself the permission to just, you know, make the mistakes to, you know, to commit the sin. <laughs> uh, and just like, just be gentle with yourself. If you've, you know, make that, you know, delicious big bone broth. And I actually advise you to start cooking, start batching your meals in the beginning of, your luteal phase so that you don't have to deal with cooking because energy energetically we're low to begin with so make these foods for yourself and then start asking do i do i feel like you know sweets do i feel like chocolate do i feel like you know the ice cream and you'll see that the body is so wise it's so smart it wouldn't need that like i am right now where i've, I've been practicing this I don't know, three and a half, four and a half, four years almost. And I just like, it's, it's just clear as day to me. I just want soups and I just want, you know, the uh, slow cooker meals. And, and it just works wonderfully to me. I, I don't need chocolate anymore. I don't need, you know, um, burgers. I used to love burgers with French fries. Um, so I no longer need that. I just don't crave that anymore. So that's the energy uh, in terms of food. That's the energy of uh, menstruation. Now, if you think about this in terms of um, the seasons, what's interesting is that, and that's actually a great way for you to remember when you're grocery shopping, the foods that are highest in their mineral content are usually going to be root vegetables. And it, isn't it interesting that in the wintertime, these are the only vegetables that are available to us. I mean, I come from Canada and here what we have available is squashes and carrots and and we have parsnips and turnips and all that stuff. So these foods are really high in their mineral content because they grow under the ground, right? And then as we are as we was as we're emerging emerging from the winter from menstruation, that's when we're starting to get that craving back for something more fresher. So that's a great time to eat foods that are um, not so cooked, more raw um, things like green juices and salads and green smoothies, you know, because what's happening in the body, you're starting, to, you no longer need minerals as much as you need vitamins, right? And vitamins, when you cook them, when you cook vitamins, they get destroyed in high heat. So vitamins, in order for them to stay alive, they, they, they cannot be cooked, you know, high temperature kills it. So um, so that's, by the way, that's one of the reasons why so many of us, me included, we cannot stick to green shakes and green 
vegetable juices all month round. It's just because our body doesn't need that. So again, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, stop feeling guilty and ashamed that you, you know, you can't stick to things. It's just like give your body the permission to change and shift, right? The only, the only constant is change. And it's so true with the menstrual cycle as well. So that is the time for salads. That is the time for fresher food. Now, if you think about the, the follicular phase uh, as spring, that is the time when we're going to have more abundance of green, right? In nature, all the way to ovulation, which is summer, which is full bloom. This is a time when your body actually would crave the least food. And it will, um, like if you really start paying attention, what's happening because you're ovulating, ovulation also requires energy. So because digestion takes up, takes, takes about 80% of energy, it requires about 80% of your energy, of your, you know, body energy, just to digest what you've eaten. That is the reason when we ovulate, we don't have that, you know, craving for like heavy meals. You know, that's why so many women are going to do really well with like a salad and maybe a little sandwich, you know, on the side. Um, and that's, again, that's normal. Give yourself, uh, you know, provide that for yourself. And then in the luteal phase, when, you know, energies are shifting, that is when, again, you're going to start craving more warmer foods, more foods that are cooked. So maybe it's going to be a combination of some salad with, with a soup or, or something, you know, maybe thicker than that. Um, but again, it's, it's, and, and, and if you think about the luteal phase as, as the fall, that is harvest season, season, right? That's when you're going to have abundance of everything in nature. Um, and, 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 and also specifically root vegetables, they're going to be really abundant. So that is how, how it's done. It's really simple. I mean, I know you can complicate that with science and with like names of different nutrients, but I, I don't like to do that. I just like to keep it really simple and, and really tap into your common sense and just understand if you think about what you eat in terms of seasons, right? It makes it easier. It makes it more relatable. If you're in ovulation, that's fresh food, raw food, vegan diet. That's going to work great. But that is the reason why so many women cannot stick to like a food dogma or to, uh, I don't know, maybe a different health regime that, by the way, was written by a man. <laughs> but that aside, we are cyclical beings. We need change. And, and when we provide that for ourselves, that's when we can truly try thrive. Yes, yes. I am loving all of what you're sharing because you're making it so simple for us and, and taking the complexity out of it. So it's so easy to see now how we can support our bodies and make the whole cycle a lot easier for ourselves and giving us that permission to just relax. So um, I feel like you've given us so much. And like you said, this is a kind of like self-care 102. I love how you put that because once we understand how to take care of ourselves during the, our cycles, then um, we can really start to really bloom and and not get burnt out and things like that. So I'm loving everything. And I feel like we've gotten so much from you and I need to bring you back again <laughs> to go over <laughs> some more stuff. But before we signed off, I just wanted you to share with us either a motivational quote or some words of encouragement for us real happy moms. Oh, I love that. Actually, you know what, Tony Ann, when, when I saw that question, I was like, 
oh my gosh, there's so many quotes <laughs> that I would love to share. Um, I love anything Marianne Williamson. And so if I have to choose just one quote that really speaks to me, it's this. Joy is what happens to us when we allow ourselves to recognize how good things really are. I love that's, that. That just touches me on so many levels because for so many years I've been in this go, go, go and, you know, achieve and, and like, you know, try to make things like, you know, like the Johnson's, Johnson's have, you know, like get mm -hmm. the cars, get the house. Like, no, my kids need to be dressing, you know, in a certain way. You know, there is such a difference. I heard that Brene Brown say that. I guess that's another quote. She said, there is such a difference between feeling like you belong and feeling like you just fit in. And I feel like for women, for millennia, we've been just conditioned and thought, taught to just fit in, to fit in into the world of a man, right? And it's, it's, it's a lie. What I want is I want to feel like I belong. And one of the ways for me to do that is to create the, the container, the incubator for women to gather and to be a part of you know, a community where we can truly witness each other in our you know, happy moments, but also in the dark moments. Um, and just know that we are not meant to go through life alone. So yeah, that's my, these are my quotes. <laughs> nice. And thank you for sharing those. Now, if we want to find you online and connect with you and learn more about you, where can we find you? Yeah. So the best way to find me is on Instagram. My handle is at Dorit Halvanov Coaching. Um, my podcast is also a place where you can get a little more of me and, you know, this whole system, um, and also listen to my interviews with these amazing women. Uh, it's called confident, energized, and sexy mama podcast. Um, and also if you want to be a part of a circle of women who are ready to share their story and be witnessed in their story, then I would love for you to join my membership community. You can find it over at www.doritpalvanov.com forward slash circle. It is $30 a month. It's super affordable. And we meet monthly on a Zoom and we just hold each other. We meditate, we journal, we learn together. And the, the, the really important thing for me is that no women, woman should ever feel like she's alone, struggling alone in the world. Um, and if you want to join me on Facebook, my Facebook group is called Confident, Energized, and Sexy Mama's Village. I'm not too, too active there. The best, the best place to find me is on Instagram. Absolutely. And I will make sure to include all of those links in the show notes. So Dorit, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this with us. This has been really, really helpful. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. 
Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 118. And there you'll find all the links that were mentioned as well as a summary of this episode. And do me a favor, rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And make sure you tune in on Thursday because if you haven't heard, we are doing Mommy Talk Thursdays on Thursday. And I don't want you to miss out on that. And definitely tune in for the masterclass that is happening on January 22nd at 2 p.m. Like I said, go over to realhappymom.com slash tired to get registered for this event because you do not want to miss it because your girl has some prizes and it's definitely going to help improve your life. I promise. Now that does it for this episode. Take care. I will see you next week for another cool episode. Take care with lots of love.